Yeah. <laughs> that always gets me hard. <laughs> this is an episode of GSPN with your host, Darth Jafar. I have like insane diarrhea. Falcon Chu. Let's get it started. And Siete Uno. Bullshit. Fuck life. Fuck everything. Fuck, fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride with GSPN. And here's today's host. Season greeting of GSPN listeners. This is your host today, Darth Jafar, the one and only, the Dark Prince, the the king of shadows if you will i know that this episode's probably dropping around i'm guessing it's probably thanksgiving around this time or we're near around that area so like i'm like i said season's greetings hopefully everybody's enjoying their time off of work and whatnot we're so happy that you're joining us in your free time it has been a spell as always i am with my cohorts <laughs> The Falcon and Siete Uno. Uh, Siete Uno. Guys, guys, are you there? I am here. Oh. What it do? Oh, it do, man. We haven't talked to basketball. Not too much, because I think the last time we did, uh, the season was just getting started. At this point, we've seen... At this point, it's, it's the beginning of November-ish. And we have seen roughly 10 games out of every every team but man this for only being 10 games into the season a lot of just drama and chaos going around in the in the league for such an early start i guess to kick things off here we'll just it's not even an elephant in the room anymore it's like the entire room itself we i've never been a fan of kyrie irving uh (laughs) he's one of those guys that i just think he always brings a lot with him to every team he goes to He's one of those players that just like I wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole, ten foot pole. Um, but yeah, he's been in the news recently. I don't even know. I've, I haven't watched what he shared. I don't think I'm ever really gonna watch it because I don't care that much. But Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets in trouble right now for sharing an Amazon video link to a movie that I guess some are saying is uh, promotes anti. Semitism, not semi-automaticism. But yeah, of course, the whole ordeal now, the owner of the Nets came out and said something about it. They didn't suspend him right away, and then people were complaining all across the Twitterscape. And then they suspended him, and then a few days after they suspended him, people were calling him for him to be unsuspended. So it's been like all over the place, man. A lot of people are arguing that the list of things Kyrie Irving had to do to be unsuspended and to like kind of clean the slate and apologize to the, I guess, Jewish community. A lot of people are saying it's either overkill or it's almost to the point where like he can't even complete the list of things that they're trying to make him do. I know he's always been a vocal guy. And that's why I say I don't, I don't. I would not want him on my team. I would. I want players who just play their their sport. You know, he's an athlete, and he, in his mind, he's using his platform to get some 
maybe of his own ideals across or anything like that. But uh, I don't even know if he even watched the film. I think they're saying he didn't. He just shared a link. And it's just kind of, it's very murky water. But yeah, the, the, the things going on in Brooklyn, Brooklyn itself is a disaster. Because when all this was going down, they fired Steve Nash as the coach. And there were even rumors that they were going to hire Ime Adoka to to coach the Nets. Those rumors are under the bridge now, but everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with the Nets, dude? Because they have some of the most chaotic vocal players on the team. And they were just going to blatantly like uh, hire Ime Adoka, who just got in trouble for... Um, a sexual scandal pretty much in Boston and they're like do these guys even care about their image uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know I really don't know dude I, I would hate to be a Nets fan every now and then I go to the Brooklyn Nets social media it's just to read comments and people are like I'm gonna fucking kill myself because of this team and I'm like awesome <laughs> like, that's great. have you guys kept up with that at all or anything or I mean any thoughts on just in general Kyrie Irving uh, well, you know, I don't think the the Nets do care about their image. Actually, no, I think they do because of the things that they, they told Kyrie to do. And then in the end, they didn't hire Ime. But Sean Marks, you know, made a splash when he hired all these free agents and stuff. And people were thinking, like, kind of highly of him, like, wow, Sean, Sean Marks is doing some good things. And And I got a little bit jealous because he used to be part of the Spurs and... We're just kind of here, just kind of a little bit stagnant at the point. But one of the people, you know, as you mentioned, some people are saying that it's overkill, the list of things that he has to do. One of those peoples was LeBron James. <laughs> he said he said that it was too much. And he said that that Kyrie should have just had to apologize. And that's it. And then he would go play. But maybe they're just tightening the leash on him because, you know, the whole vaccination thing last season. And uh, Myers Leonard also uh, had an issue and and they had some similar things to do uh, a list of things for him to do like the five hundred thousand dollar donation and things like that but uh I'm surprised that Kyrie's actually going along with it like I kind of feel like he he could be done with the NBA you know he could just be like nah fuck this and leave but he's actually going along with it and I think they're just gonna have him suspended for like maybe one more game and then he'll start playing oh well yeah I've been I mean I I, I knew about the list of shit I didn't know I mean, I know it's just a lot of just. I, I, I think it is a little bit of overkill, but at the same time, the motherfucker just he just fucking doesn't learn. I mean, of course, you know, flat Earth stuff is real, but everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of like the same thing with the fucking Kanye West thing. Like, you know, one of my friends is a huge Kanye West supporter. And, I mean, now he's just kind of, like, backpedaling, and he's just like, oh, fuck Kanye. But, you know, it's... Oh, I see the list here. Fuck, condemn. Yeah, I mean... It's... I I, I think... Because I mean, I understand the point, right? Like, he's just trying to... He's just trying to go against the grain, right? Like, he's, you know... He's he's going with the opposite of everything that's, that's the mainstream. But, goddamn, man, like... You need to fucking pick your battles, man. Like I was like, like I was saying with Con- with Kanye West. You know, one of my friends said that you know Kanye West is just doing this just to 
you know, to get a rise out of people, you know, like everything that he does. But, you know, fucking you got to you got to be smart about what you're fucking doing. Like I joke around like, you know, breaking character here. I joke around <laughs> that I believe in in flat earth theory, but I I don't. But I'm not that flat earth theory isn't something that's going to that's making fun of fucking millions of people getting killed by the fucking Nazis, you know? I'm not I'm not picking sides like that. <laughs> you know, fucking flatter theory is just fucking about people being dumb and wanting to be a part of a community. But I don't know. I'm like honestly, he just needs to fucking he's not even doing shit like now. He's just fucking waste of space. In in the years that Brooklyn has had him in KD, he's probably been more trouble for Brooklyn than he has been beneficial. And I know when he plays, he plays gr- great on, on, you know, not, I'm not, I don't even, I, I don't like Kyrie Irving so much that I, I hate saying he's great, but then I look at his stats and I'm like, well, I mean, he's doing something right when he plays. But yeah, man, I'm just like, I kind of see, it's just one of those things where it's, I feel like he does a lot of things on impulse and emotion and he just doesn't really think things through. And I have no problems with like athletes using their platform to get messages out there and, and try to you know, progress and, and identify social issues and, and whatnot. But you got to approach that stuff really carefully. And just the way he's been doing it, it's almost it's almost like childlike, I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much you have to babysit, you know, and those are the kinds of players that I just don't like, especially players that are like in their late 20s, early 30s already. And I'm like, hello, or do you have a brain? Like, just like, you know, you know how influential and how in the spotlight you are. So you need to be more cautious with what you do. And I think it just goes over his head, you know, and maybe that has to do with being famous. Maybe it makes him feel untouchable, but he's always just causing a ruckus, man. I don't think he's ever happy wherever wherever he is. He's not happy. And he just either he needs to get out of Brooklyn or they need to get rid of him or something because Brooklyn has no I don't I think they're done now at this point. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's been nothing but trouble. They need to get him out of there in a flash. Speaking of flash, flashing. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering. I was like, there's a whole bunch of times in there that you could do the transition, and I was like, where is he? Where is the transition coming? We're gonna move over to the San Antonio side of things. San Antonio Spurs, baby, never known for any drama. Whenever we do have drama, it's usually under the rug. Handled in-house, very Tony Parker shit, not even a big splash. The Kawhi, a little bit of a splash. But now, Josh Primo, our uh, he was a lottery pick last year from, not last year, from, yeah, from last, last yeah. summer. Um, he'd been exposing himself, allegedly. I'll use the word allegedly, because uh, a lot of the legal works are still happening, but... Anyone who's a fan of the Spurs knows this story already, that he apparently has had this problem anyway, and that's why he was going to therapy. 
to to get it fixed and it's the therapist that he was seeing who is kind of going against him saying that she has unwillingly uh seen josh pricko uh, <laughs> uh here and there and she's kind of going against the organization as well saying that she made them aware and that they never did anything about it now it's it's a sour bittersweet thing for me because i hate to see this happen to the spurs organization that's always been very classy and known to handle things correctly but at the same time if brian wright is also guilty uh, a guilty party member of all of this and he really did know and tried to not do anything about it or try to cover it up looks like we're gonna get brian wright out of there so it you know it's a win-win and you know we might lose primo but we lose brian wright so it's kind of like okay yeah because <laughs> primo not that primo wasn't working out anyway but it was a gamble drafting him anyway and he was still he still had a high ceiling and was still trying to get into his rhythm so the fact that we kind of cut him out early that's fine with me because he hasn't really proven himself anyway but man yeah i don't know guys like it's kind of weird to see the Spurs be in the situation after 20 years of excellence, you know? <laughs> truly, truly weird. I'm kind of sad because I, uh, I did, I did see the potential in Josh Primo and, and even though he, I mean, I mean, he was still only 19, right? Right. Yeah. So he wasn't even 20. So I, so I know some people were like, he's not even, like it's his second year, he's not even, you know, showing that potential. But I did see the potential in there, and um, this this was going to be the year that he got a lot more playing time. You know, I like the I like the shit that was said in the press conference only because, uh, that you know, that was one of the clarifying questions, and they were like, just to clarify, like the people that did know about it, you're talking about the general manager. <laughs> And they were like, yes, yes, the general manager. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that I like that per se because it was targeting Brian Wright. I'm saying that I liked it because it did it not point the finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it didn't point the finger at Pop, you know? That's and, true. And, or RC. Or RC, right? Uh, but Pop is who I want to – Pop is the one that I want to protect. Um, whatever happens to the rest of them, I'd be sad about RC, but Pop is the main – like you know he's like you know you got to preserve him uh but yeah we'll we'll see this this could all like jafar said it could all be a lie but if it's not a lie um i feel for the victims and uh hopefully justice is served it's not something that should be swept under under the rug if it is something that really did happen uh so hopefully the spurs as an organization Maybe not just one or two people, but as an, or- an organization, make the right decisions. Yeah. I definitely have mixed emotions here because I have been on the Brian Wright bandwagon for a while. And that trade ain't going nowhere. <laughs> fucking. Oh, man. Like, number one, I, I, I really hope. Because what the, what the Spurs have saying so far, and the reason they haven't gotten rid of him yet, is because they're saying that things didn't ha- didn't happen the way that uh, the victim is saying it happened. The timeline, and right? yeah, they're saying the timeline's off. So, I mean, I'm I'm curious. I, I'm really curious about what that means because 
if if Brian Wright never knew about it, then you know, then I'm I'm cool with Brian Wright. You know, like it was just a it was just a misunderstanding, possibly. That's how it's kind of sounding. But I mean, I I I want to know. I, I I hate that we have to wait for the trial to come out because I want to know what the issue was. Like, why is there a difference in timeline? Because I, I think that's important information to know as a Spurs, as a Spurs fan. I, I'm i very nervous that Pop is going to turn into the next uh, Joe Paterno. <laughs> that's what I'm nervous about, especially because they doubled down. Because of what Pop said, Pop, if, for those who didn't hear, Pop said, you know, he said his thing about, I'm really not going to comment too much more on this. Because at this point, it's up to the lawyers to figure this out. But then he added a little blurb that said, uh, where he said, if you know the Spurs organization, then you know that we wouldn't we wouldn't do what's going on here. And for Pop to say that, that's a very hard line. And I'm nervous that he just put a nail in his, in his coffin. And I don't know. I'm... <laughs> Fuck, I'm nervous as fuck. I'm, I want to know what's going to happen, and I, I I, just wish we didn't have to wait for the fucking trial to, to start to find out. It's surprising like how tight this getting information from this scenario is. Like, Especially like when it first happened, I was refreshing Twitter and Google and Instagram and like even Reddit like every 10 minutes to see if some news would pop up. And we were making guesses when it first came out. We were talking about, like, oh, did he murder someone or this and that? And and we did see a few people, like, on Reddit and stuff say that it was exposure. And, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, I don't, the timeline, I wonder if the timeline really is off. I, I don't, it, it's, there's so many moving pieces, because I know it's the therapist coming after him, but. I almost feel like, because they say he exposed himself in Minnesota last, right? Mm-hmm. That was like a big thing. So part of me is like, was that the trigger for her to be like, I'm going to come out now and say this while all the hype is around this Minnesota girl who like said she saw it? And yada yada, and well, I think yeah, it was her. It was her in Minnesota too. Oh, I thought it was like housekeeping or some shit. No, it's all. It's always been her. Oh, but I, I, I think the at least from what I gathered from the press conference, and maybe Falcon, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I thought the reason it's coming out now is because she got let go from the Spurs. And now it's because, and she's saying that she got let go because of everything that's been going on with Primo. Like basically, that the Spurs picked Primo over her, wow. and and now that's what's happening. So I don't know. I'm well, nervous. Brian Wright does seem like the kind of guy to to pick a salter over a victim. So <laughs> I mean, I'm I kind of we'll see what happens there, man. But. You know what? You're right. Josh Primo will find out more as the the you know the facts come out with all the legal situation and whatnot. 
even though he's been absent from the team this like last two weeks, um, the team's been looking great, man. We'll just move on to the team. Um, I know our record is like six and f- seven right now or something like that. Um, doesn't matter. Like we said at the beginning of the of the season, we're not in it for the wins this year. We're purely just watching these young guys try to mesh together and see if we can see any glimpses of the future or future greatness happening. And holy shit, man, like we got to see a lot of that early. I'm really sad about what happened to Blake Wesley mm-hmm. getting that MCL injury. Hopefully he takes care of it. And honestly, after dealing with Kawhi and DeJounte's uh, ACL tear back in the day, dude, at this point, I know they said Blake Wesley's going to be out like six to ten weeks or something like that. Sit the mother, sit the dude out for like, I don't know, until 2023. Really, just let him recover and get healthy. <laughs> He, he's still young enough to that he'll get plenty of playtime at the end of this season. Hell, maybe we'll even be going in for the play-in tournament again, and, and we can see what he does in a high-pressure situation. But yeah, dude, our team is looking good. Vassell is doing exactly what I wanted him to do this season, which is averaging about 20 a game, taking shots, driving the ball in. I'm honestly surprised, guys. I'm, I'm just going to admit it. I always said Kelvin Johnson was... Like a third option guy this season, he's been that guy. Uh, he's really, dude. He's he has surprised me more than anything with his three point shooting. Like that motherfucker's shooting like forty something percent. I think he's the I think he's second right now in the season behind Curry. That's it with three pointers made and having a percentage over forty percent. So I don't know what. Kelvin Johnson's doing. Uh, I know we don't have Chip England anymore as the shooting coach, but whoever is doing shooting right now, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Kelvin Johnson's going crazy, dude. And then, of course, there's just other moving little pieces. You know, I don't know what we're going to do with Pirtle, but he's still looking solid. I kind of, we've only had Charles Bassey for like three days, and he looks good, dude. He's rebounding like a motherfucker. So hands growing on me. I wasn't happy about the pick. I wasn't mad about it, but I wasn't happy. But now I'm like, you know what? Sohan looks like the kind of guy that can develop into not a superstar, but I can see him. I can see peak Sohan being like a 12, 13 points per game guy, 10 rebounds per game, a few assists, a lot of hustle and defensive plays, and just being the motor for the team right behind Keldon. And yeah, dude, I don't know what y'all's early impressions are, but. I think the future without Primo, fuck it, who cares? Because Vassell, Keldon, Blake Wesley, Charles Bassey, those are four guys right there where I'm like, put pen to paper and lock them up for at least another <laughs> five years, please. I don't care who we draft this summer now. I mean, I still do, but, you know. Yee, yee. To be honest, I was a little bit nervous after Primo's exit. Just, I mean, I know he wasn't like, a, you know, a heavy hitter on the team or anything, but I figured I thought he was going to be part of our standard and normal rotation. But it didn't, it didn't make a difference. It didn't, there was no dent. There was nothing missing. It didn't seem like, yeah, I've been excited to see how how Selhan is connecting with the other guys. They probably developed that in training camp. You know, that little. I don't know if you've been noticing that he kind of just. Uh, runs to the basket and and they'll toss it up to him and he'll do the alley-oops and that's something that they've been connecting real well on Keldon not necessarily surprised but I thought Devin Vassell was going to be the leader as as far as scoring and maybe he will toward the end Uh, he's been he's been out a little bit with injury 
but he's he's back and uh Keldon is killing it. I mean, things are starting to look normal in the standings because for a while we were like number three and number four. Uh, <laughs> but, but now we're number nine and we'll continue to drop a little bit. Golden State is ranked number 11 right now in the West. And, you know, you know, they're going to get it going as well as probably Minnesota. But it's fun to watch. They're a very fun team, as you mentioned, Charles Bassey, who I'm jealous of at this time because I always wanted to be that kid from San Antonio that ended up making it into the league. <laughs> and I know he wasn't born here, but he went to, to high school here at our own high school. Oh shit. I just revealed our high school. But um <laughs> we said it but, multiple times. Oh yeah. But a lot of people are really high on him. I even saw someone on Facebook say, Fire Purtle, this bassy dude is awesome. You know, I'm, of course that's bullshit. But simmer down. Simmer down now. <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> I mean he's doing well. He's he's very active and and uh, he's got the attention of uh, a pop, and pop respects it, and we'll see how that goes. I'm pleasantly surprised with my Spurs. I'm I struggled because you know how I am. I'm all I'm like fucking Spurs are gonna go undefeated type of person. Like I just you know I I I put all my faith in them, and this is the first time like I was just like. All right, guys, go ahead and lose. Just fucking tank. Let it let it happen. Just fucking let it happen to us. And that hasn't been the case so far. And, like, I'm pleasantly surprised. And, you know, KJ's doing great. Devin Vassell. I, I mean, honestly, I see Kevin, I mean, uh, Devin doing really well. Like, he's, like, it's not consistent, but this is also, what, his third year, right? Mm-hmm. So and one of those years was the was the bubble year. So I I mean it's it's he's developing. He's he's doing good. And Charles Bassey, I'm happy that we have him. I I, I think that's been the plan forever since he was here in San Antonio. But <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm 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 excited. I'm curious how how the season is gonna go. I'm curious to see what trades are going to end up happening because I I saw someone the other day kind of say the same thing that Falcon was saying, but he he said it a different way to where we could let go of of per, Portal in a trade because of Bassey. Like we have like he's not the greatest, like he's not better than than Portal, but he's good enough to let let portal go and we don't like we're not gonna suffer too much you know and i mean if we do i mean fuck it we're trying to tank anyway so <laughs> but you know it it makes sense and i mean i we're i know we're kind of running out of time here but just to throw it out there i mean i i kind of hope it happens with the with the lakers and we i mean of course i i, I don't want russell westbrook but I'm curious to see what picks and what player, what pieces we get from a trade with the Lakers. I feel like it'd have to be a three-way trade where we get other people too. And I just want to say real quickly, I love to see the Lakers failing. I'm glad, you know, that is imploding very much so. Yeah, I think Broad's done with winning championships. Yeah, he's done so. The Lakers, man, they're the San Antonio 2 and 10, 210. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, if if anyone does get traded, it will probably be Pirtle, but you're right, it's interest it's hard to see what they're going to do cuz when I watch highlights of the Spurs play, it's like 
seeing back in 2014, it's the beautiful game, all the ball movement and stuff. And that's why I'm like, man, this team has like a really good and fun chemistry because they just love getting each other shots. And but I do feel like McDermott, it's still McDermott, uh, Richardson and Pirtle who are on the chopping block. Personally, I just hope we keep Josh Richardson. I don't mind getting rid of McDermott or Pirtle, but I, I kind of like Josh Richardson. Like he really loves being a spur, I think. And so I kind of want to keep him around. I think. But I think teams just want him, like especially now that he's been here and we've been like working with him, like yeah, we'll just fucking want him. I don't know. It depends on what the Lakers want because I know they want shooters, and it would be Josh and and Doug, yeah, that they would have their eyes on. But either way, man, um, love the Spurs, Spurs forever, Wakanda forever. This is actually the debut uh, weekend of Wakanda Forever that we're recording. And this is the first time in, I think, like all of the MCU history, because I'm usually pretty quick about seeing the movies. I I, I try to go within the first three to four days so that I don't get spoilers. Maybe it has to do with the fact that I don't have a car anymore, so I can't just drive to the theater. But, (laughs) but, uh, but this is the first time I was telling you guys before, I, I completely blanked out that this movie was supposed to be dropping in November, which I knew it was. Like It's just when this month started, I completely forgot. And then the, it was like yesterday or today where the Spurs uh, posted that some of the players went to go see the movie. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Wakanda Forever is out, dude. So the MCU continues. Um, we've talked about the state of the MCU before. It's still kind of lackluster where we are right now. I know they're trying to set up again. This is technically phase one, 2.0. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Wakanda Forever, though. I'm very curious to see how they handled this with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. A lot of people that I've... I'm trying to stay away from spoilers and, and reviews, but I've seen... The things I've seen consistently are, again, like the first Black Panther movie, the cinema, cinematography is really nice and good and on point. And then I'm hearing people actually before it released and people were seeing pictures and stills of Namor. People were being bitches about it. Like Namor is not fucking Mayan or whatever. Like, cause it, they've <laughs> kind of revamped the character for the movie. They made it make sense. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, now I'm seeing that it's been out for a day or two. Now people are like, Oh, Namor was pretty damn cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see how they handle it, and I still don't know who is supposed to take over the mantle of Black Panther or how they're fixing all that. My 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 hopes are that other tribes leader from the first one, Mbaku. Yeah, yeah. Part of me is always just like he would be a good one, and then when What If came out and they were doing the whole you know alternate universe stuff. And they had that one random version of Killmonger in that one episode where he was trying to do some shit. It opened the idea in my head. It was like, oh, what if they try to, like, use the multiverse to fix the Black Panther situation where, like, they get a good version of Killmonger to, like, take it <laughs> over or something like that. But I didn't know if Michael B. Jordan or not was going to want to return. But those are, the, those are the two big options. And then, of course, a lot of people were saying Shuri was going to take it over, which I wouldn't mind either, but I really like how tech techy she is. And I don't know too much about... I've never read too many Black Panther comics. The ones that I have read with Black Panther have all been crossovers. So And it's always been 
I've always read it for the other character that he's crossing over with, and the Black Panther just happens to be in the story, but I've never actually sought out a Black Panther story, so I don't know much about his lore or who they could potentially even fix that casting with. But from what I hear, I hear right now, good things. I'm going to try to see it within the month, hopefully, and we'll go from there, but... I'm curious to see how it's going to push this phase along in the further the MCU. Yeah, I'm. I well, first of all, I mean, I already know, like in the, the comics. Shuri. No, I haven't. No, but Shuri, Shuri in the comics, Shuri's Shuri takes over as Black Panther. Oh. So, I mean, I'm assuming that's what it is, and in the trailer, they kind of showed that it's a female. So my assumption is Shuri, but. He, well, it could be his girlfriend. Um, he, I, I'm like you, Jafar. I, I forgot that. Well, I didn't forget. Like I knew that it was coming out, but when I never like, you know how I always am. Like I always call people and like, hey, do you all want to watch this movie together? Like I kind of get everybody like a head count set up, and then I buy the tickets and we go. This time I forgot, and by the time the tickets came out, I had no one like nobody lined up to go. And I just, I had, like, this week was, these past two weeks have been, like, insanely busy. So I just haven't had fucking time to do anything. So, yeah, I, I, I feel bad that I wasn't ready to watch it, uh, especially because I liked the first Black Panther movie. I thought it was amazing. So I, I, I'm excited to see it. I don't know when I'm going to see it. I'm, I'm going to hope, I'm going to try to go maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I might. But I don't know if it's gonna happen. Like I doubt it. But he, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. Like I, I I'm ready for the MCU to start doing shit. <laughs> so you know, I'm curious where it's gonna go. Like I liked She-Hulk. Like I've said before. So I'm curious. You know what the MCU has in store now. And I'm curious if they said Namor was an X-Men. That'd be interesting to find out. Oh yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, but. If he doesn't, I mean, I don't care. Like, it's not a big deal if he doesn't. But I'm just, like, I'm ready to go. And what's the next? I don't even know what the next movie is that comes out in the MCU. It's got to be the Ant-Man, right? Oh, Ant-Man. Yeah, I forgot about Ant-Man. I'm excited about that. That's going to be a good one, too. Guardians has the the holiday special. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. counts or if it's going to be like a show, like the Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for it only because I was not prepared. When the first Black Panther came out, the, the culture and, and the scenery kind of just took me by surprise and stuff. And and so I'm excited to see that again because it's different from your normal big city Marvel movie. You know, it's just out there. And so I'm excited for that. I do hope that there is something that kind of uh, tugs at the heartstrings and, and makes me cry a little bit as a as a tribute to Chad, Chadwick Boseman, the you know, Black Panther. I, I hope that I do drop and shed a tear a bit, because if you did, then they did their job. Other than that, I ain't got much to say, man. I don't know when I'll see it. Brown Ray. <laughs> Brown Ray's <laughs> always the way to go. <laughs> we'll see, man. But the yeah, no. trailer looked good. I don't even know if I watched the trailer. I think that's why I forgot about it, dude. This is the first time where I didn't feel like a Marvel movie was, like, promoted in my face constantly. Yeah. I don't know if I've just been staying away from 
the right social media or whatnot. But yeah, I totally the algorithm. Yeah, yeah the algorithm just forgot about me when it came to this movie. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for it. Um, more stuff to just learn about. See how the MCU keeps going because I know it's lost a few fans already, but I'm ready for it to keep 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 going on and see what other stories from the comics that they introduce into it. Um, just because I love comics like that much, even though I haven't read a comic in a few months, but I haven't yeah. gone and bought anything in a few months. But that's on me. But you guys probably bought a lot of shit when you went to Comic Con, no? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, it was. We, we went to the big Texas Comic Con. It was tons of fun. A Falcon's first Comic Con. Pop that motherfucking cherry. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had a good time. I will say, like I was telling Falcon while we were there, this was the first Comic Con that I felt didn't like. Like Jafar, you've been to to Comic Con in the past, where they have the main the main lobby or the main uh, like panels, right? And then while those main panels are going on, they have other panels going on on the sides that are smaller, like for smaller genres and shit. But, you know, there's still there's still like you have options to go to the panels here for for Big Texas. They only had one panel going on at a time. Mm. And the panels were (laughs) we were were, I felt bad because the panels were, were were. they didn't even have them in separate rooms. You know how they usually kick people out? Yeah. They didn't do it this time. So you could just stay in your spot. And there wasn't like a room. Like it was just like a, a section set aside where, you know, where the panels were going on. So there wasn't, it wasn't like how, like you would go to a, a conference room. It's, it was all on the floor. So you could, I mean, honestly, people could just stand there. They didn't have to actually have a seat. But like I was choked, or we were talking about it with Falcon, they had the scream panel that was going on on that day we went. And before it, I think they had a cancellation. I forgot who canceled, but they they had a they had someone fill in for them. And the person that filled in was basically the person that the first person to draw Wonder Woman. And that's what oh, the panel. The old lady. Yeah, it was the old lady. And her panel was fucking packed, but it was packed because people were saving seats for the fucking screen. Uh... <laughs> and I felt bad because it was just like, I was just like, and she was talking and she was like, she was trying to, like, she was like really trying to do good, you know? Like, she was just like, you know, like being sweet and shit. She was like a fucking grandma just fucking talking and shit. And yeah, it, they weren't there for her. And I feel bad that she thought that she was there for her. Let her think that in her last yeah. day. Yeah, no shit, right? That was funny, man. Yeah, I remember. Uh, she even said she even said something like she was like she was like, "Wow, that that time went by fast." <laughs> like, <laughs> like her talking time. Uh, she reminded me of the she reminded me of the lady from um, Billy Madison, the one the old lady that's giving the tour at the at the field trip. Oh. <laughs> like nobody's listening to her she's giving a tour <laughs> but uh oh yeah man it was fun side note me and Seth they rode in a Tesla that was the Uber that we got and yeah. uh just so happened it's that so way I, pretty much yeah <laughs> but I tried to I tried to get in the door and I couldn't get in and Seth is like you just push the door handle and then it opens and I was like I pushed the door handle and the window opened <laughs> 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 and then 
finally I got it to open and I sat in the car and I told the guy, I was like, sorry, it's my first time in a Tesla. He was like, oh, well, let's not blow the experience. And then <laughs> and then he drove us and he showed us the speed and everything. It was pretty cool. And then uh, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty cool. I was fun. It was fun. When we walked in, what was that thing that said? Um, cosplay is not consent. Oh, yeah. The, the, you know how, Jafar, they have that thing where it talks about, like, cosplay, like, like the rules of fucking cosplay. Like, it's like, cosplay is not consent, you know, that's true, everyone's respect or whatever. That threw Falcon off. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, what are people going to do? And Seattle was like, people do shit. He was like, people do shit. They go up to them and they touch. I was like, what? I was like, shit. But they other than that. Looking I... like Mika stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was pretty. When we went into the celebrity area, I was kind of thrown off because I didn't realize that all the celebrities were just going to be there. Like, you could just <laughs> walk in and just see them all there. Like, I thought there were going to be, like, uh, I don't know. Private. Bodyguards and shit. Rooms. Yeah. So I met Michael Myers and I got his picture. Siete didn't want to take my picture. He was like, I'm going to fuck it up. So luckily those this other girl took the pictures and she took it. And uh, I bought I bought some stuff, but I told Siete, I was like, I can't buy more than you. I can't spend. There's no way I can spend more than you here. And so. <laughs> and then I just bought one thing that was fucking super expensive. Look, yeah. I'm going to go get it real quick. Oh, he bought one go. thing. And then I was like. And the dude was like, special is you buy two, you get a third one. I was like, see, there's there's not another one that you'd like? And he was like, oh, I like a shitload of them. But he didn't want to spend that much. I can't hear y'all. It is uh, Gundam. Gundam. Yeah. I couldn't hear y'all. I don't know if that helps. I'm using my mic, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time. We usually don't use my the our mics. But yeah, man, this is it's a plexiglass Gundam of the Gundam Zero. He finna put that up and put a, mm. a backlight behind it. I bought I bought some coasters. Oh, I, I should oh, showed you the picture of the coasters, right? And then what else did I buy? Oh, I got the Michael Myers photograph and picture, so that was that <laughs> that put me up there. And I told you to, to buy the fucking Mikasa. Oh, yeah, fucking, I should have done it, dude. I was fucking stupid. Steffi? I was like, nah, no, yeah. No, they had a Mikasa pop. And I was like, oh, I could just buy it. Like, I've been looking for that bitch. Well, no, Mikasa's not a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mikasa's not a bitch. I've been looking for that pop. And, yeah, man, like, I, I was like, oh, I should just buy it here. And I was like, and you know, Jafar, you know how, like, they have. Is it that one? Yeah. Is it $11? That's what it says on Prime, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm going to buy that. Because <laughs> every time I look, it's like 50, 60 bucks. And I was like, fuck, man. But he, they uh, they they had it there. And like they had like three. But you know how like everyone sells pops. So I was like, well, let's go look around. Let's see if we can, like, what else we find. Maybe they can find some deals or something. And we walked around and, you know, we didn't find anything. So I was like, all right, well, let's go back and buy that pop. Or, well, Falcon was like, you should go buy that pop. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's go buy it. it and I go, and it was all gone. They had none. Like, nothing was there. I have officially learned, dude, if there is a Funko Pop that you really want, like, even if you have a hint of doubt, because, but if you have that small hint that if I don't get it now, I may not ever get it again, just go ahead and buy it. 
because ever since I lost out on on the Soul Eater Maka one, dude, I will never let myself forgive myself. <laughs> I should have paid thirty five dollars and had that Funko Pop, and now I don't ever see it under one fifty. I'm like, damn, bro, I hate myself. I was always like, maybe next month, maybe next month, and then boom. And I was gonna I was gonna go back the next day because I was like, well, maybe maybe they're gonna have it because I was gonna take I was gonna try and take the kids. But Biggie D was like, no, you can't take them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I wanted, because I wanted to go buy, they had a Full Metal Alchemist uh, pocket watch. And I really wanted to buy that. But, That's pretty cool. yeah, but I, I was afraid to take it off because I was like, oh, I can't, it's like, like, it was like the way, like, it was very awkward where it was at. And I felt weird and I didn't know who to talk to. And then ran into people that we didn't like that I knew. And I was like, I don't know if I want to talk to them. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, this, well, this Comic Con was the first one they're trying to do after all the COVID stuff, right? E. So hopefully it gets its legs under itself in the years to come and they get more guests to, to keep coming back and. Hopefully within like two years, it's kind of back to being a real normal Comic-Con like we used to experience with ACCC. Yeah. Yeah. Because and they're still lots. kicking around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's so many now. Um, yeah. But hopefully one of them gets back to that scale of having to rent out like the entire Henry B. Gonzalez Center and shit like that. Because where'd they do it this time? That Was that at the Alamo Dome again? No, it was at the convention center. The one that you went to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, well, I mean, the only reason ACCC didn't have it at the convention center is because of they the drama. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. They fucking suck. But I'm happy for Falcon, man. I'm happy that you got your signature for your Michael Myers and stuff like that, man. And hopefully, I don't know when I'll be able to go to Comic-Con again, but hopefully the next one I go to, I can join you all, whether it's down in SA or up here where I live. And because uh, I'm ready to to splurge again you, and, and Seth has been with me at comic cons man if there's a mystery box of anything i'm fucking i'm done i'm sold if oh we didn't even get a mystery if, box if, if you just show me a box and you're just in the if they show me a box and they're like 20 dollars, you don't know what's in here i'll be like okay <laughs> <laughs> we and you know what i forgot they because they did have mystery boxes there and we didn't get one we should have fucking got one. Oh well i love it when it's themed too they're like dragon mm-hmm. ball box super mario both of them. Yeah, I think the ones they had there were just like random. It was just whatever. I what? need to get a random Harry Potter one because I need more Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, dude, Comic Con. Glad that you guys had a wonderful experience. Um, there's uh really not much else to say in this episode. I think, guys, we've covered our spurs. Uh, we're gonna keep watching those young guys develop. We're gonna keep watching the team mesh together. And hopefully we come to a conclusion of who really is worth trading and keeping at this point. And, of course, with the Josh Primo stuff, we'll see who gets jail time or who gets fired. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, man, uh, it it has been a pleasure, you guys, as always, talking sports and nerd shit with y'all. For all the listeners, let us know how you're feeling about the Spurs team so far, especially our San Antonio listeners. Uh, And if you're going to check out Wakanda Forever... Uh, leave us a spoiler-free review if uh, and tell us how you liked it and what you think it's going to bring to the MCU's future. Uh, curious to know. We really are. We like to listen to our listeners. Yeah. That makes sense. But uh, I am Darth, Darth Jafar. 
I am out of here, guys. I'm going to be going back to the dark side. Yeah, I'm BC at the Uno and staying in character. That Earth is as flat as fuck. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Falcon Chu. And uh, yes, as Jafar said, it is a pleasure to be inside you. I mean, inside your ears. Yeah. Uh, inside you. <laughs> inside you. <laughs> Nib high football rules. <laughs> <laughs> That was All a good way. Right. That's a good ending. Hey, Patrick, yeah. boo-boo. <laughs>